unbelievable defense by Josh Okoge. Wolves cast, audio on demand. Drives his kick out pass, stolen by Covington. Robs off to the races, to the bucket, lay him good, and he drew a foul. Down the left side, the lane goes up on Towns. Towns blocked the shot. He goes up strong and rejects Anthony Davis. They are ecstatic over on the Wolves bench as Ryan Saunders has won his coaching debut. Welcome inside another episode of Wolves Cast. I am Cal Soderquist here with you as always. Very excited as we have a jam-packed episode for you this week. Coming up a little bit later, Alan Horton, radio voice of the Timberwolves. He'll stop by and help us get to know one of the newest members of the club. A little bit later on, we will debut a new monthly feature where we'll revisit three key plays that helped lift the Timberwolves to victory. So stay tuned for that in our final segment. But first, we are going back to last weekend's home opener. Wolves, of course, were hosting the Miami Heat in front of an energized crowd at Target Center, and the home team was eager to build off of back-to-back impressive road wins to start their season. Fast forward to the fourth quarter, where the Wolves actually found themselves trailing to a shorthanded Heat squad. That is until Andrew Wiggins caught fire. Now pulls out to the perimeter. Still maintain the dribble with the right hand. He's got Adebayo on him. Now Towns mid post. Weak side, it's Lehman. Run off the three-point line. Up top, Wiggins again. Yes! Three for his last three after he missed his first 13 of the season. Andrew Wiggins has put the Wolves up 107-101. 2-10 left to play. Here's Winslow in the lane. His pass knocked away. Covington comes away with it. The numbers aren't there. He'll slow things up with two minutes left to play in the game. The Wolves on a 14-5 run. Wiggins has 13 of those 14 points. Andrew with it left side, one-on-one against Duncan Robinson. Step back three on the way. Oh! Andrew Wiggins, his fourth straight three. His teammates come storming off the bench. Timeout Miami. Andrew Wiggins unconscious. Arguably the most impressive half of a quarter of Andrew Wiggins' career. He jump-started a critical 17-5 Wolves run, Wig himself providing 16 of those 17 points, turning a deficit into an insurmountable cushion en route to the team's third straight win to start the season. Now when Wiggins caught fire during that decisive stretch, an entire benchworths of teammates were up and jumping and cheering him on, Perhaps none happier than big man Carl Anthony Towns. It was great just to see him go out there and do what he do. He just was complaining the whole game. He can't make a shot to me, and I just told him, like, just keep shooting. It's going to come together. And, you know, the one thing I know about Andrew, it don't matter how the whole game goes. Uh, He's a star player, and he knows when he has to kick it up, and he always, for some reason, always hits those shots at the end when we need him the most. And today was just another example of uh, Andrew doing what he does best. This most recent offseason for Wiggins was one of change and constant outside noise. With a new head coach in Ryan Saunders and a new front office came a new vision and style of play. And the head coach has certainly appreciated how Wiggins has adjusted. It's tough. I mean, it, it is because it, it is a complete change in system. 
and philosophy from what he maybe has been used to. So with that, you're going to have situations where, you know, he has to break habits, I guess. Everybody knows how hard it is to break a habit. He's got to break habits. So that's that's why I, I do preach patience. But we do also need, uh, you know, accountability with things too. It also, of course, means plenty of behind-the-scenes work to become acclimated to the new system. And point guard Jeff Teague has seen that from Wiggins firsthand. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm so happy for him, man. He's been working so hard. And, um, you know, he wasn't making his threes early. You know, he missed some open ones. And today, uh, in the fourth quarter, he woke up, started knocking them down, man. And that energy and that emotion that he showed, uh, I loved it. Now, when Wiggins connected on that final triple, which served as the essential dagger and forced the Heat to call a timeout, the Target Center crowd erupted, and Wiggins' teammates rushed onto the floor to embrace him. Wiggins said he could certainly feel the love. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling, you know, knowing that, you know, my team got my back and they're supporting me and the fans, you know, momentum leading up because the game wasn't over, you know, but the momentum that carried us, you know, the rest of the way. Yeah, no question, an impressive early season performance from Wig, and here's hoping there are many more still to come. Stay right here. We will learn more about one of the newest Timberwolves next. This is Wolvescast on the Timberwolves Radio Network. College Night, presented by U.S. Bank, is back and better than ever. For select home games, college students can get upper-level tickets to see the action for just $10 with a valid.edu email address online. Visit Timberwolves.com college for more info. All right, welcome back inside Wolvescast. Cal Soderquist here with you from our Target Center NBA Tonight studios. A big factor behind Minnesota's impressive 3-1 start to their season has been the rock-solid play from forward Travion Graham. He's been that fifth starter through the first four contests and has made valuable contributions on both sides of the ball. And our very own Alan Horton recently caught up with the VCU Ram. All right, Travion, born in Washington, D.C., you played your college ball at VCU, and you, and you joined uh, VCU the year after their incredible run to the Final Four um, as an 11 seed, no less, back in 2011. I mean, how big was that in the D.C. area? How much did you follow that? Um, I followed them a lot in that during that run. Um, I had already committed, so like I was really um, you know, into it. Um, I watched every game, and every time they won, it was just more excitement, more excitement definitely for the, um, the DMV area. You put up big numbers your senior year of high school, and we're all Metro, um, but but not highly recruited. But was it nice to know that one of the teams that did want you and Chaka Smart was your head coach uh, happened to be one of the better programs in the country? Yeah, like I said, um, I didn't go to one, you know, a big-name school or even play on a big-name AAU squad. Um, so just to know that um, this team that I did select was doing so well in, um, so well in the tournament uh, made me know I made a um, good decision. Four years at VCU, you make four trips to the NCAA tournament, a couple of sweet 16s, but is perhaps your favorite memory or most memorable play is your game-winning shot uh, at Virginia? I imagine that's a pretty big rivalry in the D.C. area. Um, that was probably the first that was the first time VCU had played Virginia um, in so long, and, and it was at Virginia, so it made it so much bigger. But, yeah, that's probably, like, if I had to pick a play, um, that was probably the biggest play of my, my college career. Yeah. Fans don't know that was a three-pointer straight away with about a second left. You guys were down at the time, um, and, and you guys win that game. We win that game, um, and we end up having a great season after that. So, um, really kicked up, kick-started our season. 
kind of feeling is that like when you hit a game-winning shot in, in such a um, such an important game, such a rivalry-type game? It's great. Um, like I say, you, you know, you kind of black out afterwards. Um, I don't know if people see the video. I kind of black out afterwards. I don't know what I said. I don't know what was going on. But I just know that, you know, it was a lot of emotion, a lot of excitement and fun. Um, and then, you know, just to have that with my teammates was, you know, was great. You went undrafted in uh, 2015. You've been through summer leagues. You've been through training camps, uh, the G League. What's the biggest thing you learned um, during that time before you before you end up with uh, Charlotte? Um, my f- my biggest thing was to learn and get better every day. Um, like I say you have your your ups and downs. You have times where you know you, you know you doubt yourself. But my thing was to um, always work on, work on my game and be my best self. So whoever do- whoever does see me. Um, will see my best self, and, and if I do get the opportunity, then I get it. Never, um, never short yourself. Always um, make yourself your best. So, um, learning and always being better. Is it tough to go through that? And and you, you the goal is to be in the NBA and to and to play. And are there some tough times where you you, you doubt yourself a little bit? Always tough times. Definitely when you you feel like you're supposed to be in the NBA and you see players that you might you know think that you know you should be able to be there with them. Um, but again, you know, everybody has their different paths, and you have to um, stick with the plan. Um, and again, if you're always ready, then you know, you all, when you do get that call, you know, you'll you'll make you'll make a good impression. And like I said, me making that impression in summer league for Charlotte um, was my was my time. Uh, last year with Brooklyn, 35 games, you had a hamstring injury, which really kind of uh, did it affect really your whole season? Because even when you came back, your shooting numbers weren't quite what they were in in years prior. Yeah, um, it affected more than I you know would like to give off. Um, like I said, mentally, um, mentally it affected a lot. Um, just coming back, just trying to hinder, like hindered my um, my mental more than anything. And then not having the best shooting coming back, kind of like I said, mentally um, got to me. But I think um, my coaches, um, Pablo, um, really helped me mentally. Just to let me know that you know you have slumps, just keep shooting. Um, I had um, good good games, good stretches, um, bad stretches, but I know that you know I'm a good shooter. So even this year, and this summer, I worked on my shot, and I feel pretty good about it. And you know, going to the season, I'm as confident as ever. Do you feel like you'll get an opportunity to show what you can do? There's still a lot to be decided here about who's going to be in that rotation, who's going to be in the starting lineup. In fact, that's what I love about being here. Um, you have so much competition. Even if you know going in, I know that they'll get, at least should see it in a, in training camp. I'm gonna put as much as I can into it, and I know like putting as much as I can into it, they'll give me the opportunity to play and show what I can do. All right, what's one thing that people might not know about Travion Graham? Travion Graham can draw. I can draw pretty well. Really? Yeah, I can draw pretty well. Um, I really love drawing, and um, I'm, I'm just getting into it. But like just naturally, you know, I'm pretty good at drawing. So will you just, if there's a piece of paper and a pencil, you will just start drawing and? Um, I think if something comes to my head like that, it'll be cool to, you know, that'll be cool to draw. I'll, you know, get, I have a um, pad and I'll start to draw it. And then if I need any help, I'll, you know, I'll go get like inspiration from other places. But yeah, I just, I'll just start drawing. Very cool. I, I find it amazing because my daughter does, I think, has pretty good drawing skills. It's something I, if you don't know how to draw, you look at people who do draw and you're just like, I can't do that because um i like i'll draw something i'm like that's not that's that's not it and then like my fiance would say you know that's amazing and i'm like i don't i don't think like because you know how i know i know i can draw i'm like nah that's not it but like so yeah i mean i think i'm i think i'm a good drawer but you know it's fun and you know stress reliever and everything so travion i appreciate the time best luck appreciate it man thank you
All right, keep your eyes peeled for some of Travion's work as you browse through your local galleries and art shops. And certainly stay right here because we will spotlight three key plays next on Wolves Cast on the Timberwolves Radio Network. Experience the pack like never before with the official mobile app of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Whether you're at home, at Target Center watching the game, or anywhere around the globe, the app is your remote control for all things Timberwolves. Head over to the App Store or Google Play to download it now. Welcome back inside Wolves Cast. Cal Soderquist here with you. Final segment time now, and we've got a new one for you, a monthly feature called Three Key Plays, where we will look back at three different plays or moments from the last month that were critical in helping the Wolves secure a victory. Obviously, we have less than a full month to work with, but we were still able to select some big moments, so let's run through those right now. We, of course, will start with the season opener. Wolves were in Brooklyn. We'll fast forward all the way to the extra session. Yes, this one went to overtime, and Minnesota, thanks to a big jump shot from Andrew Wiggins with less than a minute to play, they were clinging to a three-point lead. Now, Kyrie Irving... He made a couple of free throws to cut the Wolves' cushion to one. And with just 14 clicks left, the shot clock turned off. The Nets had possession. They put the ball in the hands of Kyrie Irving, and Josh Okogie did just enough defensively. Kyrie's got the inbound. Here we go. Ten seconds left to play in overtime. Timberwolves 127, Nets 126. Kyrie sitting on 50 points in his Nets debut against the Kogi. Spins, lost control of the ball. Got it back, fades, fires, 17-footer. No good at the buzzer. The Wolves hang on and they win their season opener on the road here in Brooklyn. 127-126 the final. And they spoil the debut of Kyrie Irving, who went for 50, but could not hit as Josh Okogie smothered him and forced an off-balance 17-footer at the horn. Timberwolves hang on, 127-126. Wow, what a finish in this one. What a finish and what a start to the season for the Minnesota Timberwolves, securing that overtime victory, spoiling the 50-point night from Kyrie. So Wolves 1-0 on their season, trying to keep it rolling. Their next game also on the road, and that takes us to key play number two. Now Minnesota down in Charlotte, taking on a Hornets club that had also started their season strong. They got a home victory where they connected on a franchise record 23 triples. More offense in the first half of this one. We went to the halftime break, and the Wolves held just a two-point advantage, 58-56. to 56. Third quarter, that's where we find our key play or our key moment here as Minnesota really hit the gas in that third frame. An eight to shoot, Napier. Two-man game with Towns. Back to Carl. Catch and shoot angle three on the way is good. Carl Anthony Towns knocks down another three, his fourth of the night. He's up to 34 points, 12 rebounds, and eight assists. He is having his way with his Charlotte defense. He certainly was. Back-to-back -back monster performances from Cat to start the season. That specific triple right there gave the Wolves a 20-point cushion in that third quarter. And how about some of these numbers? Minnesota went on to outscore Charlotte 45-25 to in that third frame. Those 45 points, a franchise record for most in a third quarter. So a record-setting performance. Wolves end up shooting 73% from the field in those 12 minutes, including 5 of 8 from deep and Cat. He scored 17 of those 45 points on his way to a 37-point, 15-rebound, 8-assist, 4-steal, 2-block performance in just 28 minutes of action. Impressive stuff from the big man. 
All right, now time for our third and final key play of the month, and you probably could have guessed from that first segment, but we're looking at Andrew Wiggins in that home opener. Andrew with it left side, one-on-one -on -one against Duncan Robinson. Step back three on the way. Oh! Andrew Wiggins, his fourth straight three. His teammates come storming off the bench. Timeout Miami. Andrew Wiggins unconscious. Yeah, we gave you the numbers earlier in the show, but they are worth repeating. A 17-5 Wolves run, 16 of those 17 points coming from Wig, and he, a big reason why they were able to secure that home opening victory over the Miami Heat, improving to 3-0. Those are your three key plays from the past month. We hope to do this once a month where we'll examine big moments and big plays from Wolves victories. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks to each and every one of you for tuning in once again, and we'll talk to you next week right here on Wolves Cast on the Timberwolves Radio Network.